Hello, everyone. This is Bola from CleverGirlFinance.com and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. So on today's episode, I'm going to be sharing a few updates about what's going on with Clever Girl Finance, and I'm also going to be answering some questions that you guys had sent in. So this is the Q&A edition. And just going forward, if you guys have questions that you want me to answer on the podcast, go ahead and send me an email at hello at clevergirlfinance.com, and I will compile those for another Q&A episode. But before we get into this episode, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, on the Clever Girl finance youtube channel and i would really appreciate it if you guys can head over to itunes and leave a review for this podcast if you've been listening to it and you've loved what you're listening to and also please share the podcast with your friends i would really really appreciate it my goal is to get as many people listening as possible and it will be a great help if you can leave those reviews subscribe and also share the podcast with your friends So let's get into today's episode and I'm going to start by sharing a few quick updates. So the first update is around my event that I'm having on March 10th in New York City. And I just wanted to tell you guys that the event is sold out. I wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who has purchased a ticket and is going to be there in person. I can't wait. It's going to be a fun time. And not to worry, for those of you who missed out on purchasing your tickets before the event sold out, I actually will be planning another event in New York City soon. So there will be another opportunity for you to come hang out with um, other women like you, with me, and we'll have a great time. So not to worry. The second update is something that I actually shared on Instagram and I shared in my newsletter, but I actually never talked about it on the podcast. I'm not sure if I did. But anyway, it's that I'm writing my first book. It's the first ever Clever Girl Finance book, and I'm so excited about it. But it's been such, um, it's been a lot of hard work. I'll put it that way because I've never written a book before. (laughs) And um, it's very different from writing a blog post and writing an article. And so the book is currently in edit mode. I'm working with an editor to go through the edits and we're in the structural edit edit mode portion of the book, which is basically organizing the book and making sure the book is clearly conveying the message I want to get across to you guys. So my goal to have this book completed is by the end of summer, you know, I'm putting it out there and you guys are going to be the first to know when it launches and when it's available for you guys to check out. So I wanted to share that update because it's a pretty exciting one for me. It's one of the things that I have on my goal list for 2018. So I'm working really hard to make sure that is a reality. And I will definitely be keeping you guys updated on how it goes. So now let's get into some of the questions that you guys had sent over. And thank you to everyone who sent over a question. I'm going to be answering four questions on this episode and um, I'm excited to answer them. So the first question is from Claire. Hey, Claire. And she says, currently, I don't have any debt and regularly invest in my company's retirement account. However, despite all this, I'm still living paycheck to paycheck, mostly because I end up bin shopping at some point during the month. What steps can I take to get out of my own way? So this is a great question, Claire, and I'm sure it's a question that many people who are listening can relate to because I get asked all the time, I'm struggling with savings, Bola, my money kind of seems to disappear every month, what do I do? And the goal here is that you want to think about your money as your employee. You want to give your employees a job to do for you. They should each have a job assignment that they're doing for you every time you get paid. And so the first thing you want to do is have a budget and your budget is what's going to help you tell your employees what to do. It's what's going to help you direct your money where to go. And your goal with your budget is to not just use it to plan out your expenses and your spending, but also use it to plan out your savings. And the key to save 
saving and making sure that you're saving consistently before your money starts to slip away is that you want to pay yourself first. So essentially, you basically want to put saving money in your savings account um, as a bill. You know, the same way you pay your bills to your service providers and to your creditors, you want to make saving money a bill that you're paying to yourself. And it should be one of the first things that you do as soon as your paycheck hits your bank account. So how do you make this really simple for yourself? Because sometimes as human beings, we are the ones that get in our own way and cause ourselves not to be successful. And a simple way to do this is to automate, like don't give yourself an opportunity to debate in your head whether you want to save or not. Don't give yourself an opportunity to get sidetracked by seeing that pretty dress or those pretty shoes when you drive by the mall or walk by a store, right? So automating your finances, automating your savings specifically um, is going to help you have those savings go into your bank account. And it's basically going to eliminate the opportunity for you to spend that money because you're not going to have it to spend. So set up with your payroll if it's an option that as soon as you get paid, your money gets automatically allocated to your savings account. And you can do that by having them allocate a percentage of your paycheck or a specific dollar amount. If your payroll at your job does not offer this automation, then you can also do it your, with your bank and just plan your automation around your pay dates. The other thing that I wanted to mention when it comes to budgeting is that you want to make sure that you are creating a new budget for every single month and that you are allocating savings amounts every single month. The reason why I state you need to create a new budget every single month is because no two months are alike. So you may have on planned expenses, you may have some additional free money. So you want to make sure that you're planning your budget accordingly every single month, and then you're adjusting your savings allocations as necessary. But if you set up a fixed amount that gets debited from your account automatically and gets sent to your savings account, that can basically be your baseline savings every single month. And then if you have extra money in your budget, you can actually increase the amount that you have allocated to savings for that particular month. And finally, you want to eliminate the convenience of you being able to spend that money you have saved. So I highly recommend that you don't keep your savings account connected to your checking account. If anything, you should separate the savings account um, into a separate bank where you don't get a debit card or a checkbook for it. And if it comes to a point where you really need to use the money or you have met the goal for what you are saving for, then you can actually walk into the bank and get your money withdrawn or you can set up a bank to bank transfer. But you don't want to give your easy access to the money because what happens, especially if you're struggling with discipline or you're struggling with overspending, is that you may find that you are constantly transferring money that you have automated into your savings account right back into your checking account and you'll find yourself right back at square one and that's definitely not what you want. So those are my recommendations for you, Claire. And by the way, great job on saving for retirement. Okay, so the next question comes from Tanisha and she says, First, let me say I absolutely love your podcast. It has been a great financial resource for me. I've even gotten to the point where I asked myself, WWBD, what would Bola do? <laughs> I currently have a savings and emergency account, and I'm looking to open a vacation account. However, I don't want to open the account at my financial institution because it requires a minimum balance of $500. I was wondering if there is any other option I could use to open a vacation account. 
So first of all, thank you so much, Tanisha. And I am so glad that this podcast has been a great resource for you. And I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate all of you for listening. And I think that it is fantastic that you have your savings and emergency accounts and you're actually planning a separate vacation account. I love the planning that you're doing. And so when it comes to where you should open your vacation account, there are actually several options. You don't have to go with your bank where they're offering um, an account based on having a $500 minimum. You can actually open your vacation savings account at a credit union or you can open an online bank account and there are a ton of different online bank accounts and a great resource for you to check out the different bank accounts, the reviews and their current interest rates is a website called bankrate.com. I would also recommend that as you are planning to save for vacation that you build your vacation savings into your budget and you allocate a certain amount um, from your paycheck towards your vacation savings. Um, Another thing to think about is price out what the vacation you're planning to take is going to cost you. So find out what it's going to cost for the airline tickets, the hotel, spending money, so that this way you know exactly how much you need to save um, in that particular vacation account. And you can actually get a sense of how long it's going to take you based on what you budget um, for you to fully fund that vacation account. So thanks for sending in that question. So the next question comes from Marie. Hi, Marie. And she says, I have some spare money that I wanted to invest, but I've been hearing a lot about trading. Can you tell me the difference between investing and trading and which one should I do? So the goal of investing is for you to be able to build long-term wealth by buying things like stocks, funds, bonds, and whatever other kind of investment types um, you choose to invest your money in. You know, outside of the stock market, you can invest your money in small business and also in real estate. But the whole point is building long-term wealth, and this happens by buying and holding on to them for an extended period of time. So if you listen to the podcast and you follow Clever Girl Finance, you always hear me talk about investing is a long-term effort. You know, you want to think long-term when it comes to investing. And the way you make money by investing long-term is from compounding um, by reinvesting your profits and by getting uh, dividend payments. Trading, on the other hand, involves a bit more. It involves the more frequent buying and selling of you know, your investments in the stock market. And the goal, the way money is made by trading is by generating returns that outperform the stock market. And so your profits are made by buying investments at a lower price and then selling them at a higher price. And this typically happens over a much shorter period of time. It can happen day to day, week to week. And so I don't recommend trading unless you have plenty of time to dedicate to tracking your investments on a daily basis and even on a multiple times a day basis. And, you know, trading in itself requires its own skill set and a lot of research, which is something that you should be doing research before you buy any type of investment. So, you know, when it comes to trading versus investing, um, it depends on who you are, the skill set that you have and what you're what you want to accomplish from the investment. However, if you don't have the time to dedicate and you don't have a full understanding or the right kind of knowledge about trading, I would just stick to long term investing. And so I hope that helps to answer your question. And the final question comes from Shelly. And Shelly wants to know, how do you manage being an introvert and an entrepreneur? Because I've heard you talk about being an introvert on the podcast. So Shelly, I'm assuming that you're an introvert too. <laughs> and so um, thanks for sending in the question, by the way. And, you know, personally, I consider myself to be a faux extrovert, which basically means that I'm an introvert. But if you were to meet me outside, depending on the day, um, you would never know that. And in order to maintain that faux extroverted personality, 
I have to do a lot of self-talk and self-motivation to kind of get me into that headspace where I can be, you know, fun and friendly and exciting. And it kind of sounds crazy to say, but as an introvert, I like to spend a lot of time by myself. And that just doesn't work in business because in business, I have to engage my audience. I have to give value. I have to network. I have to go out and connect. And so the self-talk and the self-motivation kind of helps me get myself out of my comfort zone so that I can go out and function as a person <laughs> in public or at events or, you know, the different things I do. But then what happens that it actually drains a lot of energy from me and I have to come back and recover and recharge. So what I do is I actually block off blocks of time on my calendar every single week where I'm not taking any meetings. I'm not doing any calls. I'm not doing any events, none of that. And I'm just focusing on the recovery and recharging. And during that time, I'm working, I'm doing other things. I'm spending time with my family, but I'm just not putting on that full extrovert personality and being out there. And on the last episode of the podcast, I talked with my guest, a friend of mine, Xenia, and we were talking about me being introverted. And she actually said that um, I could probably be an ambivert, which is someone who is a breakdown or a mix of an introvert and an extrovert. But that's what I do. Um, I self-talk, I self-motivate, I make sure that I I, I can function <laughs> in, you know, business situations, in interacting with my audience, and I can function well. But I also make sure that I take time out to recover and recharge. And this is stuff that has taken me, um, this is something that has taken me a while to master, but I think I do it very well now. Um, however, if I don't get the opportunity to recover and recharge, I start to falter. And so I try to manage that as best as I can. So I would encourage you to find your flow to help you get out of your comfort zone. And it could be self-talking, self-motivation. It could even be having a friend kind of encourage and push you. So for me personally, going back to when I used to do live videos, going back to Periscope days, for those of you who remember um, and watch me on Periscope, when I first started, it was such an uncomfortable space for me. Oh my God, I can't even explain how uncomfortable it was for me to put myself out there like that just because of who I am as an introvert. And so what I would do is I would have a friend come on to the live feed with me um, and nobody would see her. Nobody would know she was there, but just knowing that she was there allowed me to successfully get out of my own way, if that even makes any sense. But it's all about finding your, your flow to kind of help you get to that space where you can... Um, just function at your best level being an entrepreneur. And they're actually, I've actually listened to other entrepreneurs talk about being introverted or being shy. And for many of them, it's the same thing. It's the self-motivation. It's the self-encouragement. It's getting friends to kind of help you get out of that comfort zone to your discomfort zone and being able to manage yourself successfully in that situation. So I hope this kind of helps you um, as you plan out how you're going to be an introvert and run your business, but I think you're going to be just fine. It just takes some time, but you'll get a hang of it and you'll be, you'll be just fine. So that's it for this episode. And thank you so much for sending your questions. If you have a question that you'd like me to answer on the podcast, send an email to hello at clevergirlfinance.com and I'll plan to answer your questions on a future Q&A edition of the podcast. So thank you guys so much for listening. And again, if you haven't already subscribed, please do SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and you can also subscribe on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. And please head over to iTunes to leave a review so other women can find this podcast as well. Thank you guys so much. And I'll be back again with a brand new episode soon.